the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Dedication to the show. I'm going to do it for the whole day. Uh, Kevin Bowersock, very good friend of Kevin's and, I mean, uh, Brendan's and, and mine. His brother and, and him did a radio show Saturday mornings. Unfortunately, passed away at the age of 51. Had a, um, a celebration yesterday. Boy, <laughs> no more about that kid now than I ever thought I ever would. But hey, let's go back to the happy time because he's just as happy as we are. Home Street Bank. Founded in 1821, you can't go wrong with Home Street. They have got their act together. 800-719-8080. And they are from all over California, West Coast, all the way to Hawaii. Give them a call. Hey, I got Peter Gambino in the house. He is one of the, are you a docent? Oh, I'm an assistant curator. Oh, excuse me. I better write that down. <laughs> a assistant. little step above, you know? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> like hey, <the> big bucks. <laughs> I hear you earn it. You and your partner. Oh, yeah, we try. Yeah. To the point where somebody, what, called in sick today, and instead of him coming on radio, he had to go cover. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But so isn't that what, isn't we, that? We gotta worry. I mean, it's a non-profit, you know, Every, all hands on deck at all, all hands times. On deck. Yep. Yeah. So how things been going? Good? Oh, they've been going great, you know. I can't complain a bit. Uh been having a real fun time with my little archival project. That's what I've been been working on mainly. Now, what's, now what? Tell folks what that is. If they is, yeah, so is we it, got is a whole it open lot of, yet or not open yet? Uh, the archives? No, that's not. So we got <laughs> we got a lot of work ahead of us on yeah. that on that front. Yeah, um, a lot of stuff. Is that yeah? What you're we have telling? a whole lot of stuff, and they brought me in to uh, organize it all, catalog it all, uh, oh, digitize no. it, and you know, kind of get it all set up in rooms with uh, proper uh, humidity control and uh, proper. You know, archival sleeves and materials so that it's all preserved correctly because. So we're not just using the word archival. Oh, we're, we're using the process archival. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, exactly. And it's it is real interesting because <laughs> I, I didn't grow up a car guy, but being in this in this museum and uh, working with all these uh, old artifacts that we have, I've just been learning the most like random. <laughs> just like, rant, yeah. Yeah, you'll see like a what like uh before they invented like locks for the doors and stuff like uh, an old um door jam that yeah. like was like invented. It was only around for like a couple of years. We have one of those. Like it was in the early 1900s. No and you're just like you know you would think that they would put a lock on a car, but but where are you going to get a lock? <laughs> Nobody made locks. That's true. See, yeah. see, that's where that's what is so refreshing having your ear because your age group in the, within the museum from the working staff is about your age, isn't it? Um, yeah, so I would I mean, say there's a, it, I know there's a few older ones, but yeah. I mean, but there's a real young yeah, group of people. Yeah, they're trying to bring in some more young people. Me, Daniel, um, Calvin, and then our store workers, uh, and then a few of our, the uh, other people in the museum, like the executive assistant. We're all young, in, I would say, a younger generation. And I would say that the different kind of, I don't know, perspective mm-hmm. we bring to an automotive museum. Sure. It's definitely a breath of fresh air for Totally all. different. Because we'll be, listen, the, like the older guys, they, they'll come up with amazing ideas I would never come up with, but I'll come up with ideas that they would never be able to come up with. You know, yeah. it's a perfect symbiotic relationship, yeah. and it really is just, uh, it's been a great experience, and planning exhibits has also been real fun as well. And I would yeah. say the life of a curator, it's very exciting. <laughs> never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. There's always something, always work to do, you know? Okay. You don't find yourself twiddling your thumbs very often. Yeah. So you ever watch American Pickers? Oh my God! Of course. Okay, yeah. so here's what I'm thinking that I'm that you're doing. 
when he walks into one of those barns and there is not an inch maybe the floor is clear but nothing on the ceilings and the walls are empty and then he says, okay, now I need you to organize this. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it I is. I can't even, even organize floor. my office, you know, because <laughs> i got piles everywhere. I'll tell you, there's even <laughs> – the floor is not even clear, so it's worse than American Pickers. <laughs> so how do – okay, so how do you start? Well, you start by making a list, you know. Okay, by, but what's first? What's going to be first up, the little stuff or the medium stuff or the big stuff? So what I what I, uh, I did, the way I went about it when I first started is I went into every single room and I brought with me a notepad to write down every single artifact I saw, the name of every single artifact. Room by room. Room by room. Gotcha. Understand what we, you know, first understand what we have, you know, because <laughs> yeah. we just have so, so That's many That's always helpful. Things. Yeah. So once I understood what we had. Then that's when I kind of went along the process of giving every single item into uh, batches and groups. Uh So putting them all into separate groups. And then I gave them all accession numbers, which is the number we use uh, for the archive. So basically you can look up. Like you're like, hey, I'm looking for this item. It's this number. You just type that into the system and it will show you exactly where it is So you're not only labeling it, inventorying it, inputting it into a computer? Yes, yeah. And and if it's uh you know able to be digitized like it's documents I can I'll scan it and everything and then, oh, yeah. and then I'll put that into uh, the service we use as catalog it it's really amazing very intuitive you know you can look up any keyword and it'll if it's in what you've written down about the item then it'll come right up and it's uh they also have a great system called the hub where you can see every museum that uses catalog you can see their um, archived materials and like so they, it's like a really cool like little like kind of like Instagram thing <laughs> that they have set up where it's like you could really just kind of di- like dive very so you could go over and maybe get a part from somebody else that's in their archives yeah if I see if I see like uh, on the hub I'll go f- there's not there's a few automotive museums on there, yeah. but yeah. So I see an artifact. On oh, there. so you're on all the museums. It's it's all museums that use catalog. Yeah, you can that see everything so if, as long as they make it public. You can see everything they have, and they okay. there are some great collections out there. Okay, so I got to ask you a question. Okay, so how old are you? I'm a uh, 23. Okay, so you're 23 years old. You pick up this 1917 valve adjuster. How do you even know what you're looking? At? I mean, that was my biggest problem I would, to start off, right? So, like, what the hell is what this? What I ended up doing is, luckily, we have docents who have just this vast yeah. wealth of knowledge. You I know? knew that's where so, the old were yeah, coming that's back where, in. They come in, and that's uh, where. Hey, Bill, you ever see one of these? This? Cause, and cause, then you go through ten or twenty minutes of a story. Yes, exactly. it's not. It's called this. No, no, sit down, son. Let me tell you how this thing works. <laughs> Here's the etymology of yeah. this. Like, oh. <laughs> well, you know, when you oh. stop and think about it and look at the history of the automobile from a to to now it's mind-boggling it it really is insane the amount of improvements that have been made in such a short time span but also the things that are still the same on these cars is like a very funny disparity to me because it's like what these cars have these insane engines you know like all all like uh, electric controls and everything but we still use like the battery hasn't changed like the battery that they used in cars in the 1900s is basically the same kind of just went from six volt to 12 volt that's all it is (laughs) it looks the same and starters yeah, it's a insane. little bitty electric motor that turns a big wheel. Yeah, it's you know, <laughs> but we also used to do it by hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and it and it could break your arm or your shoulder if everything went Dangerous, well. Uh, little yeah. Too, yeah, well, can you if you really research it, how many people just get killed working on their cars? Oh my god! <laughs> imagine imagine what it was like when they first came out. <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy! But so, gosh, you're and I I got a sneaky feeling you've got a pretty good sized pile. Oh my. God, everything that the museum has gotten over the past has never 30 years had of this done to it. It, it. it has, I would say, early on in the museum's existence, they archived, and then 
for a while, they just kind of kept getting stuff and were piling it up in, like, rooms and everything. And then when Lenny came in, he reorganized it, put all the, like, things in, in different rooms. Right. Um, you know, he was he like, we got a Like, motorcycle over here, yeah. cars over yeah, here, like, car, trucks cars over there. all in the same yeah. room. Yeah. Um, you know, hood ornaments. We have, like, a hundred, like, over 200, 300 hood ornaments, like, from, really? like, all. And it's just, like, now they're all on shelves. But it's just such a <laughs> – you walk into the room and you just go – God, like I gotta do all this. Like I gotta. It is Talk a daunting about task. Job yeah. security. Take your picture right now, <laughs> and when you're done, take your picture again. And like let's, Tom Brady. Let's see how age, how you aged. But it's but gosh, when if you really stop and think about, it, you can think about it two ways. It's gonna be a pain in the neck, and I don't want to do it. Or this could be the wildest adventure I've ever been on. Mm-hmm. And it's doing what she went to school for. It's what I love. I mean, it, it's so. For me to be able to get a job in archiving right out of college is not a very... And you wanted to be an archivist. I wanted to be an archivist. It was my whole... And so, of course, the museum is one of the few museums I was offering a job to uh, kids out of college, you know, who didn't have a master's degree right out and, and they needed more museum experience. I had experience at historical society museums, but I never had worked in a, you know, a yeah. bigger museum like the SD Auto Museum. And the fact that they were able to give me this opportunity was amazing because everybody wanted five years experience, yeah. uh, an MLIS, like a master's in library well, they sciences. Did, they didn't know Lenny. They, yeah, exactly. They didn't know Lenny. And you got a smile that could sell you know, water to an <laughs> Eskimo. Hey, let's take a quick break. We come back a lot more with San Diego Automotive Museum Radio. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You are listening to San Diego Automotive Museum Radio. Thanks to Home Street Bank. Well, I tell you, if you need any kind of banking whatsoever, uh, they also do mortgage lending and loans for residential, construction, commercial, real estate, financing, insurance uh, products. You know, anything you have a question with, give them a call. West Coast uh, or Home Street Bank. Home Street Bank, 800-719-8080. Sitting there with uh, Peter Gambino. He is an uh, almost – are you the head archivist? Uh, no, I'm just an assistant curator, but I am the only archivist. Okay. So, yeah. oh, I, keep, I should keep writing assistant curator down. But uh, oh, that's just Lenny motivating you. Yeah, exactly. Because all you really want – to get it added but you, to But title. you wanted to be an archivist. That's amazing. Yeah, that was um, the reason I got hired is because of how – they say how passionate I was about the archiving system when I, during my interview. Was just well, and you like came down – that's it. your system. Yeah. That's your system. It's my system, yeah. I it's mean, not Lenny's system. No, I so <laughs> Lenny I've, can't even archive a Hot Wheel. That's why they brought me in. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> so, okay, when I think archiving, you, you've got it in the system. You've, you've got it all – then where's it go? So it goes into one of our uh, other, into one of our archival rooms, right? So, we, so the, the, it stays where it is. It's just we have so many things that were never cataloged in right. the first place. So you go in, you know, you take pictures of everything, you put it all into the system, and then you make sure it's in a in a correct um like sleeve or you know or preserved correctly in a container, or, yeah. yeah. And then you put it back where it was, and you make sure. Nobody touches it. You keep it safe, and then right. next time you need it or for it's an exhibit, there. it's there, and you, it's on the system. It's written down. You know, you know, like what I have all the rooms in the museum in the system. So it's like storage container four in room five uh, uh-huh. in the San Diego Automotive Museum, or like storage container in like uh, the storage facility, like stuff like that. Right. And, right, and right. Lenny's got me really excited too because uh, you know how the big renovations coming up uh, over these next few years. We're trying to get the museum renovated, mm-hmm. and he said when that happens. Um, 
we're going to have a nice big archive area um, in the back where I can have all storage for all my archival materials and we can move all the things out of the museum and into the archival room. And it'll be, you know, that's when we're talking real business. Folks, (laughs) you can't. You can't see through radio, but this kid's got a smile on his face from ear to <laughs> ear. But I think the reason being is, you know, however way the stars line up and how the rocks fall, you've been given an opportunity at a very young age to go A to Z mm-hmm. with a program. Yeah, it's, it really is the greatest opportunity. A to Z. Yeah. And it could be the Gambino archiving system, <laughs> yada, yada. Well, because, I mean, I know you went to school and there were, you got – you taught you were taught some yeah. form of archive yeah yeah and i've done that i've been taught by uh because everybody society i mean if well. you have any kind of anything with a lot of god maybe you should come to my house <laughs> hey maybe we'll find some uh, loans and donations <laughs> right <laughs> you'll find a lot of stuff in my house my wife just fell out of her chair because she's always telling me you, know, you got to write all this stuff down you know <laughs> you gotta have a system well i've got 13 tall radios oh my really yeah. that's awesome i've got nine of the different types of cathedral uh-huh. About thirty up on top of those, and then M and M's characters, four footers. <laughs> yeah, I have the whole set. You have the whole at set. the whole front door, <laughs> and about thirty dispensers. Wow! And now I'm working on uh, cast iron. Oh, I that's got so cool. yeah, I got the little cast iron RCA dog. You know that looks into the got that uh, the Michelin Man. <laughs> okay, I need to stop. But as you can tell, <laughs> addicted. You're addicted. Oh, it's so bad. I got smalls and larges, but I don't know where anything's at. Well, see, on that topic though, uh, people like you, you know, who have all these things and they haven't uh, really put a system to it, and maybe they don't want to put a system to it. We're willing to take it down at the museum. You know, you well, got a cool shop manual. You got old. Uh, car ads you got anything related to the automotive industry or even you just got a nice old car you know we'll take it off your hands <laughs> that okay now i told you before i took 50 letter size boxes of stuff down yeah and the last time i was down there i said you guys are you ready for another bundle and they're going no no no, no. We're, we're, we don't need them right now but you're saying you're saying yeah bring we'll them bring See, them back lenny said the same thing yeah <laughs> whether we have room or not yeah we, well i've got motor trend hot rod from the 50s yeah, exactly. And those are car all, books. And and we pride ourselves on having the biggest automotive um, collection, uh, automotive like oh God, what is the word I'm thinking? Literature, automotive literature yeah, uh-huh. collection in all of California. Right. So like the Peterson, they have a big archive as well, but they don't have as many like as good a library as we have. We have things that don't exist anymore. You know, no, I know, we wouldn't be able to find it. And, else. and some of these magazines that I've got aren't the popular Hot Rod, yeah. Motor Trend. It's like cool custom or what have you. And you go through them and it's like, wow. So So they're all, because I have displays for more stuff, you know, little small (laughs) stuff. But there's drawers underneath. So I've filled every one of them. (laughs) And it's two, four, six, eight, about ten of them. Oh, God. So I need to. And then I also have press events. Mm -hmm. Now, think about this. Since you're an archivist, see if this makes sense. Let's say, because back in the day, if if you were a journalist, You'd be invited on a trip with a car manufacturer mm-hmm. to look at a new car. And let's just say it's a 55 Chevy. But oh, let's move up. Uh, 1991 Buick Century. Okay. okay. So they take you on a trip. They drive you around. Oh, or you drive it. Oh, I fall in love with it. But they give you binders mm-hmm. of crisp color, all, all the dimensions, yeah. all the models. And they're called press kits. Yeah. Well, now they email them to you. Yeah, exactly. So you have nothing. That was in the first bundle, and I have even more of those. 
and they're everything. They're those everything. are those are awesome. Look, okay, we good. have we have uh, so many of those at the museum, and the amount of information you can find on some of these old cars that go on everything. exhibit, where it's just like, why do I even need to do a Google search and go through like fifteen different links looking for all this information when it's all right here? Yeah. And it's a shame that they don't give you those. Like I know they send it in an email, but those the artwork in those packets and like it to die it, for. Oh my god. The old 50s ones we have are amazing. Yeah. Like, no, and they I, used to give you a little toy of the like a model of the car too. Like we have a, we have a bunch of like uh, dealership models. Um our exhibit right now is Unpopular Mechanics, so we have an Etzel in there oh and we god. have uh, the old dealership from the 50s, the uh, little pink Etzel model. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. when he bought the car. And it's uh But that's what they did back in the day. And those I wish days. they still did something like I mean who who wants a model of these cars nowadays though to be honest? Like they are, they are all cookie cutter looking well, the same. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you look out front oh. when you showed up? Oh, yeah. I did see that. Did I you <laughs> see that lovely banana yellow portion 911 Carrera GTS? I did. That was the first thing I noticed. <laughs> that, that's my weekly driver. So there are some vehicles. I, no, I, completely, yeah, I do no. agree. I, a little, but a no, too I, far off the I, end, but. I am so in agreement with you, but I, I just want to make sure because I think they stopped doing press kits around the 90s. Now, so let me ask you another question. Thumb drives. I always catch hell when I use the word thumb drive, <laughs> but I because I was joking that you could put this radio show on a thumb drive and give it away. <laughs> People go thumb drives. Who does thumb drives? But anyway, hundreds of them from car manufacturers. Uh-huh. And oh, I would mean, you use would you, so you could download yes, that's the, I, photos <laughs> and specs? So now. We're not doing thumb drives anymore. We're done with thumb drives. Now we're just, I'm going to email you the information. Yeah, exactly. And that, that'd be so, perfect. And, and it's, that's an interesting, you could do that for a display, you know, with very small. This is how a press kit started. Yeah, the evolution of the press kit. <laughs> and here's the press kit. You can do it in like A that, piece of uh, paper, yeah. white, nothing on it. You're just going to get this email it's to It's like you. the evolution of man, like little image Kinda. that have of like, the, like where he's like standing up and starts yeah. being bipedal, but it's just uh, with them. Um, I know. But I mean, <laughs> it's just, you know, because, and I've got, unfortunately, except for the early, early stuff. But yeah, so that's got, is there anything, what's the most exciting thing you've found so far? Oh, that's tough. Because okay. you've seen so, a lot. So we have um, this one crazy find that we, we, we got, uh, as I was cleaning out the library and uh, bringing some stuff up that we wanted to make sure was in archival rooms rather than the library because we're doing a whole library renovation right now. Um, there was a model of a Mercedes Cabriolet, a 30, 30s Cabriolet, and underneath the model was an auto registration from Nazi Germany. It was insanity. I couldn't believe like, it. It, was, it had wow. the stamps and everything, and you could see the car was from Dresden. From from Dresden. That place didn't exist a few years after. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the... And... And it's cool to see because you see the stamps, you know, the start of it all in the early 30s. And then and it was, it a, toy? The 40s was it a toy. No, no. I mean, so the, the car registry, it was just under a okay, like, but big I mean, model. What, but was it a model car like somebody built it, you think? No, there, so there was the model car that somebody had built. It was actually unfinished. But underneath it was a completely unrelated gotcha, gotcha. vehicle registration. So it was just hidden underneath this model for God knows how long. I, we unearthed it and we're looking and we're like, oh, what is a like a Krabdenskaffen or something? I can't remember. I don't speak German. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, what is this? I look look it up. It says auto registration. We're flipping through it. You see the stamps, like, you know, the, the, the Reich stamps. You're like, Jesus Christ. And then you see post-war in the 50s, it has the uh, the East German st- or the West German stamp. 
and you're just like, like it's just a such a cool like little somebody made piece it out of history. Yes, exactly. somebody made, made it made out. It out. <laughs> are you guys gonna display that some way? I think. Um, what are you gonna do? I, exactly. I don't know what how we would display it. Uh, I have it's all cataloged. It's all in the archives. So I have it's it's scanned and digitized now. So you'll have so it's, it's, it'll be it'll be on the hub so people can look at it uh, once how, we put our How big our is it? Public. I mean, can you put it in? A f- it's like it's about this big. It's a booklet, right? So it's like a, a booklet, and oh. you flip through it. it has oh, gotcha. all the. It was a Mercedes from. It was a, a 34 Mercedes uh, when it was still Daimler Benz. So it says 34 Daimler Benz. No um, kidding. And it is. It, that was probably one of the coolest finds. Just. Because of like how old and well, probably and, and, rare it is as well, and how shocked to find it in know, a partially thought, built model. Yes, a partially built model. You're, you would never once think that like underneath this model is you know a nearly hundred year old um, registration registration vehicle registration from Nazi Germany. You're like, and okay. you're like, this is a piece of history. I'm like, this guy has to get cataloged right away. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> away you go. My little archival brain. Did like, you throw that model away? Was no, it we still it? have the model. Well, of course, yeah. you don't throw anything yeah. away, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no, we never throw nothing away. What are you crazy? <laughs> well, and that brings up a point. You know, there's I hate to say it, but there's a lot of people out there, men and women, that collect automotive, mm-hmm. and they collect it like crazy. Yeah. Heaven forbid one was to pass away, or so, you need to to need to put in your will. It's not difficult, and donate whatever it is he or she collected. Yep. If it's automotively speaking, you know, yeah, you could you could leave them the house, but that that's fine. They want what you have, and the beauty of what'll happen if it goes to the auto museum, it doesn't go to the swap meet, it doesn't go on QVC. It doesn't go on the classifieds unless noted. Because mm-hmm. there are sometimes yeah. you'll sell, you really want me to keep that Edsel? <laughs> <laughs> I might make some money on it. No, I'm only kidding. But, you know, everything can be you know, legal. Da, 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 da. Yeah, of course. I think that'd be a great thing because a lot of this stuff gets bought up. A auction house collects it and sells it and makes bucket loads of money. I know. It's a shame because it's like and can someone you, who your had stuff to, I can write off, right? Yeah. yeah well, if we can get the um yeah, if we get the uh, valuation of it, yeah, yeah, you can write it off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're you're a 501c3. Yeah, we're a 501c3, yeah. Yeah. So I and ooh, wouldn't that be cool, man? Just truck after truck after truck. <laughs> it's coming in, Just, especially when the library's done. Apparently, I know been told i might have an office in the library so you know i'll be watching it all come on in oh, go right to organizing it it should be yeah. pretty fun we we find some pretty cool stuff we found this um a local san diego hot rodding or not uh yeah local san diego hot rodding magazine like pamphlet uh from 1953 mm-hmm. and it's all just about you know local things happening in san diego and <laughs> we found an article about louis matar like ah. like a whole article about it, and it was about his first trip and it was written before his second trip from Alaska from uh, Mexico to Alaska or wow. I mean Alaska to Mexico. Yeah. So hold it, that thought. I'm gonna have you hold that thought. Got to take a quick break. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, welcome back to San Diego Automotive Museum Radio. Right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This hour is brought to you by Home Street Bank. You need to check them out anytime you have any banking needs. The list of what they do is amazing, and they have been doing it since 1921. I think they got it figured out. 800-719-8080, 800-719-8080. Peter Gambino in the house. He is an assistant uh, curator. curator. <laughs> I'm telling you, i got to have to write it down. i got to write it down. you got to give me a business card. And But, the, but his love is archiving and he has taken on we, we talked about it off air have you ever watched american idol and the guy walks in or michael walks into that massive barn and it's just got 
everywhere. Just piled to the ceiling. That's, yep. what, that's, that's my experience. Have you, I'm like have you, how long have you been there now? Uh, I've been there for almost a year now. Okay, have you have you have you chipped away? Oh yeah, I would say it started oh. to chip away, but um, uh, our uh, head curator Maria, she had to go on maternity leave, so I was actually oh. taking over her job for a while, so I didn't get to do as much as I want to. But now she's back, and it, now my, you can my do main it. focus is, is is archiving, and I'm really looking forward to it because I used to I was doing some license plates um, before she had left. You know, you get into a groove of it. You know, listen to like an audio book or something yeah. while you're like sitting there archiving all these um old license plates and. My favorite thing about that was seeing the changing, uh, like the you know little state mottos, like all the changes that were made like over a few years, like uh, what was it, um, <laughs> Minnesota or something, like changed it like ten times. Yeah, I'm like, and then pota- like Idaho was so funny because it was just potato state, like just that's all it said at one point was yeah. just potato state. And that was before personalized plates. Yes, yeah, exactly. You know? and, and so they would want to put that little slogan. <laughs> and then who did who who made license plates? Prisoners. prisoners yeah. yeah so can you imagine a prisoner <laughs> the sunshine state yeah. Yeah. he's like locked away yeah and i'm locked <laughs> away in, in north dakota or something <laughs> god i mean i see when i was a kid i hated to read i didn't like his history i just hated hated hated, hated. now i can't get enough mm-hmm. i cannot get enough i think the history channel is burned into my tv set i liked <laughs> i love history i like to see how things have come to be mm-hmm. how things were made and yeah, so uh, it's always been a passion of mine since like a young age. That's why I love archiving so much. Is because you know you get to all these things I you know I grew up reading about and loving. Now I yeah. get to touch them and and you know put them in, you know make sure that they're properly preserved. And I I get to actually I don't know when you when you're like handling things that are like over a hundred years old, you're just kind of like know, you can like feel the history through your hands. Oh, it's yeah. like it's well, how crazy. do you know? Like let's say somebody's listening right here and they've got an antique whatever. Well, I personally would never put it away i would always display yeah, exactly. it right yeah. and have it in, a, in an area so what are some of the things that you should think about as far as you know displaying you know archival pieces like you don't put them in the hot sun in the window you you know anything like that yeah so i mean obviously if it has any leather on it you're going to want to try to uh, keep that leather like uh, moist and like you know don't let it get too cracked up from the sun. You know, oh, yeah. like, or, we have, there's a lot of old leather, you know, hundred year old leather that, you know, people don't just they forget that you know it's a, it's skin. You know, like it's a cow cowhide. It needs to be moisturized. Can you bring it back? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I mean. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, if you yeah, hundred percent. Um, it's definitely able to be restored. Is um, that another side of your job? Do you have to actually work on archival <laughs> products to to make them look? That you know, might be that might be a step uh, after uh, everything's it's catalogued. It's, pro- it it's probably probably will end up be because we do have a lot of things where you're like, well, we don't want to get rid of this, but we don't want to let it just you know degrade in its current state. So we're gonna have to have uh, to come back. Yeah, come back to it. We're and gonna have we, a um, leather party. Yeah, it's <laughs> break cool. out the wax. I mean, you see them with the REO that we have. Um, like when they're polishing the brass, and you're just like, wow! Like you just watch it come from uh, to, to black, insane, to black. To just glistening, like so, yeah. You could you could see a reflection in it now, yeah, and you're I like, know. oh my god! Like this thing, like, it's like you know, the Aria was really nice, but now that it's polished, it's even nicer. And okay, so let me ask you this: the parts you're looking at, that's all. Shot, how'd they make that? Oh man, for, by hand. Well, and then how did it get shiny? How did they get that shiny? You know what I'm saying? That's why I probably wouldn't do well in your job. I'd go totally insane, and I've always been a question asker. How did they get that? That I mean, or what? How did they know that metal was going to turn out to be that shiny? I mean, hey, people have been using brass for thousands of years. You know? I know. Yeah, I know. So yeah, used to be they used to make brass mirrors. You know, I know, yeah. and headlights. Yeah, and then some of them you had to go out 
and light them with kerosene. <laughs> yeah, we actually just got a couple uh, automotive uh, headlamps um, donated. Like, and it's those old ones are just it's just a lantern. Like, <laughs> that's all it is. A lantern with a circle that yep. like, you're just and like maybe. I don't even think it might help the person coming to see you. Yeah. but you're not going to see anything oh, out yeah, there. Oh yeah, no, not at all. No, yeah. no. That's and then crazy. the ones on the back are funny because it's like. Um, the same thing, like a kerosene lamp, but it just has this like crystal, like red, like little, like it looks so fancy. Yeah, it's, it's a shame that you know safety regulations had to get introduced into, into yeah. the automotive industry because hey. these cars just like they used to look like pieces of art. A lot of them, you know, the more they were all handmade. Yeah, exactly. They were. Yeah, they were pieces of art. And now we got cookie cutter cars that have to pass the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. <laughs> How many times can it roll? How many times can it do that? I need just give me a car yeah, with a I stick want, shift. I want my car with a with a big hood ornament on it that looks like a <laughs> Spear, so you know when it's like that's exactly why they got rid of them too and then they had to design the hood so if you're stupid enough to get hit by a car you would roll yeah. up the windshield and over the back i know it just makes you crazy sometimes but yeah the, and then look at the cars from the 50s look how heavy they are oh just my the God. chrome alone hey, i'll tell you right now i know from first-hand experience i'm pushing those cars i'm pushing, yeah. I'm, I'm pushing these cars for exhibits that's I'm sitting right there, like just huffing and puffing does anybody have the brake on come on you got to release the brake <laughs> it's happened a few times oh it always does especially with the old like this old rolls royce we had you know the brake it's like you the, the bentleys and rolls royces you pull them you pull right. it out and, uh, and twist turn it, it. Right. yeah so and there's no light on the back that yeah. tells you, you got that so you don't know so we're like is the brake on he's like no no and it's like <laughs> pushing it won't budge at all having like a freaking aneurysm yeah and then, I know, like, the blood vessels yeah. are banging out of your and head I open the door i'm like come on man <laughs> like just twist it and turn it in i would have told him now get out of the car you get yeah, back steer, there and yeah. start pushing <laughs> yeah no i mean and i i think the exciting part is too uh the museum's always looking for energetic people that want to get involved oh, yeah. have some fun learn learn a trade mm-hmm. And who would have thought? What, what were you in the third grade and said, you know, I'd like to be an archivist as you've done <laughs> your mother's cupboards and her, her pots and pans. <laughs> curated the house. Yeah, curated <laughs> the house completely. And everybody, now, don't you move that. You know, but you come over here and then, anyway. What, you must have been on a field trip yeah, or. So- um, I'm just curious. I've always, yeah, I've always loved museums, and I actually came to SDSU to be a marine biologist, believe it or not. And, um, you know, I, st- I started doing all, all the biology classes and everything, and I went to myself, I go, you know, what am I doing here? Like, I'm a, I'm a very history-minded person. I'm, history classes have always been very easy. Writing essays have always been very easy. But math has always been my hardest subject. Right, so too. I'm sitting here doing biology and chem courses, and it's all this – it's just – these chem courses are just math, and they added all these – freaking uh things like all these letters into it like because now you're just mold- like you know doing formulas with um with the periodic table i'm like wow i can't do any of this like well <laughs> it's like what i said if a equals two and b equals three what do i need a and b for yeah. and a teacher couldn't explain it and i got up and left and i was just algebra so so you took the you just said so i yeah so i was in but you weren't thinking archivist you were just thinking I working thinking, for the museum so i was thinking anthropology and i'll oh. and i'll work my way from anthropology into um working in a museum because i want to you know work with the artifacts and stuff gotcha, and gotcha. as an anthropologist you know you, you either go out and find the artifacts or you get to you know yeah. work on them in and the you, museum who could spend five months mm-hmm. digging in the same spot yeah. 
and so through that journey of um, you know trying to find a job with and my anthropology degree, you know, I did internships at historical societies, uh-huh. and at those historical societies, I um, at one of them, I kind of stood up a whole library system for them, and I was archiving the old books that they had. We, this uh-huh. is at, in, in New York, so some of these books are from the 1600s, and. Um, and I'm archiving these, and I'm like, this is, like, I didn't even feel like I was working. I was like, this is, like, the most fun thing I've ever done. And it was from that moment, uh, that was, like, five years ago, where no, I've okay. just, ever since then, I've just been like, I'm going to be an archivist. Like, I want to archive things. Because, like, wow. like, you learn, and the best thing is, is how lax the environment is in a museum, especially for the historical aspect of it, like, uh, of archiving. Because it's kind of like, take your time with it, you know? The artifacts aren't going anywhere, and learn as much as you can. So while I'm doing these, like, 200 year old books you know i get to read them too i get to go through it like find out all this information that i never would have known because it's like 300 years old and and you know it's in a history in a history book from you know and and obviously they don't teach that anymore because you know so much has happened since sure but it it was just really an awesome experience so that convinced me to become an archivist now you're in transportation i know right who would have thought thought, right have you ever been into cars um I haven't been like a car nut, but my family, I have family that loves cars. Um, and Are my they? cousin Polly always got me into like, uh, into like his like trucks and like his uncle. I mean, you his have dad, a cousin Polly. <laughs> well, it is Gambino. What, yeah, right. what, what was I thinking? And you didn't even think about that. I got, you know, I got an uncle Polly too, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But they were into cars and they kind of, um, are they pretty excited the what you're doing? Oh yeah. They love the, they love the fact that I was able to find a job doing what I love and also something that they could get that come out to San Diego and visit me. You know, they get a free tour of the museum. Yeah. Get to see these yeah, things okay. they love. So it really wow. is awesome. So, do you archive for the restoration shop, or is that just another gorilla? Yeah, so uh, the rest of you, that's, that's a gorilla. <laughs> that's something uh, I don't want to think about at the moment, you know? I think, gotta, you, were, you, know, you were having a real good day. Yeah, I was right? having I was a really good day. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're going to give me that gorilla, because there's another place that I don't think has ever been archived. Oh, yeah, no, definitely not. I and mean, we have some amazing things down there, too. I yeah. mean, you were talking about people leaving stuff in their will. Um, we have a Bentley down there, a 54 Bentley, that got left we didn't even know who the person was, but they left it to us in their will. Like, so, you know, Lenny went to go get the car, and it, they were like, I wonder what it's going to be. It just all he knew is there's a car getting donated. And oh, he opened just... it up, and it's in the garage. Is this, or in the, yeah, in this garage is, is 1954 Bentley. And I and bet he walked back out, went, looked at the address, walked back in, looked at it. <laughs> you know, make sure everything's right. This is the right yeah, house. Is that, okay, ours. I don't want to be stealing <laughs> somebody's car. But, no. yeah, so we have that now, and that's like, you know, someone left it to us in their will, and and we're super grateful for that, and it's just a very, like you said, it's an easy process to do, and it's something that the museum values beyond sure. any other institution that you could give it to. You know, yeah. like, and we use this for exhibits too. I mean, we got some great exhibits coming up, so I'm really looking forward to all of that. Yeah. Oh, you're in charge of that too. Yeah. So me and Maria <laughs> and Calvin, we uh, <laughs> Maria's in charge of the exhibits, but you know, we all come up with ideas and help them. While right. she was on maternity leave, I right. was in charge of uh, coming up with exhibits. Did you tell her don't ever do that again? <laughs> or did you say, you know, everyone takes more time off? That was fun. Oh, no. no, because you had more fun doing the, doing archiving, the archives, yeah. not doing the management. Yeah, no, side I'm not. I'm not a manager. Of course, I'm not a huge correspondence person. You know, yeah. so planning. These exhibits is like constant correspondence with yeah. people. Like this is the dates, this is what we're. You know, me, I just like to sit in the archival room and archive. You know? Or, just, or say, hey, come on out. Let's, we're going to set this up. Yep, help push. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> just keep the emergency brake off, and I'll push all day long. <laughs> well, you know, and, and 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 a lot of what we talked about, not a lot, because of I was just curious of the business. So, what's good about doing radio? Like, I didn't know anything about an archivist. Oh, yeah. I mean... And I would sit there and I was... You know, when when you told me that, I'm trying to, in my brain, 
imagine. And the only thing I could think of was my house. And, and that was, it's so daunting. I just to you know, clean that right out. Yeah, maybe I'll do it as a side hustle, right? Yeah, you, you know what? You know, wouldn't that be so, If you like doing it, yeah, might I mean, as well. you might as well. All right, let's take a quick break. You are listening to the San Diego Automotive Museum radio show right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to San Diego Automotive Museum radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Brought to you by Home Street Bank. If you have anything that you need have done in your commercial business, your banking, mortgage lending, any kind of loan, residential, construction, commercial, financing, insurance, they have it all. 800-719-8080. 800-719-8080. All right, we've got to do homework. What's on your list? <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's Peter Gambino. He is. Uh, she's. He's. He's an archivist. So I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> that's all you got to say, right? Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, my list. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about our uh, upcoming exhibits. <laughs> our upcoming exhibits and um, our current exhibit at the moment. So today is the last day you guys can go and see our unpopular mechanics exhibit. It is getting changed out tomorrow for our new exhibit called Innovative Electrics. So if you want to see those cars, we've got some really cool stuff down there. We got. Um, like I said earlier, that 1959 Etzel. We got <laughs> two Airflows. Uh, I don't know if you ever, you know, Airflow. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've got two of those. Those things are awesome. We have a Chrysler version and the uh, DeSoto version. And right. those are just peak. Like, you talk about art in a car. That That is art. I mean, that is, like, the art deco styling on those uh, on, uh, on the front grill. Amazing. And even the inside. I mean, it has a fully functioning. The clock is still ticking. And it's this beautiful, like, um, rectangle clock on the inside. It's like a sofa in the back. Yeah. And, um it's got gold flake and trim, and you're just like, and when did they come out with this car? They're in the Great Depression. <laughs> it's like, so you can maybe understand why. Top by putting your do. nose up to the Depression. <laughs> yeah. No, amazing. But I didn't know you had both a DeSoto. Yeah, we have a DeSoto and, and a Chrysler down there at the moment. Yeah. Wow. So those two cars, uh, we're going to be keeping the DeSoto in the museum uh, past the exhibit because it's such a, just a wonderful yeah, car. Yeah. Um, and then. We'll let him take his Chrysler back because he loves. He, you know, he has he loves both of them. He has, yeah. He, so this man, John Boyd, he is an inspiration to us all when it comes to car renovation uh, and uh, basically bringing something back to life. Because he found these cars. One was in buried in a desert, and the other one was in a valley, and they were just rust buckets. And he brought these things back to a completely historical correctness. Correctness, yeah. And and they are just amazing to look at. I mean, they run great too. He drives them. He he owns the Chrysler one. He owns two Chrysler Airflows and the one DeSoto Airflow, and uh, one of the Chrysler ones is his daily driver. So he's just living wow. the life, you know. Uh, that's, so it's pretty awesome. But so sadly, that exhibit will be sending, uh, ending, but we do have our innovative electrics exhibit coming up, which is displaying some you know, electric vehicles of the uh, past and future. Um, you know, because electric vehicles have been around since the incarnation of the car, really. In yeah. cities, they were kind of the original taxis, was electric cars. They didn't have a very big range, no, no, but you're in no. the city, yeah. and they have, you know, they don't have any noise pollution, basically, and it's very cheap to. Uh, Do you have a GM e, uh, EV1? Oh, no, we don't actually. You know who does? And it's in their basement. <laughs> and I'll bet you they might put it on loan, the Peterson. Oh, yep. Oh, yeah, we, we got a great relationship with the Peterson. Call so, them up yeah. and say, what's this I hear? You have an EV1. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not functional. I mean, they, yeah, because yeah. when, they, when they gave it to the museum. That is so cool. And I don't. 
trust me, when it comes to lost things, man, I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm here to help you. But I would give them a ring and just see what see what yeah, it would take so to get it out. This exhibit's there. going to be going on until August. Yeah, so, so we have, have a lot of time, of time to rotate some stuff. What in else? You, what, what, now, what kind of vehicles? Yeah, would so you? we have a 2010 Tesla Roadster. So uh, one of the original Tesla Roadsters that came out way back uh, in 2008 okay. and, and until two, uh, 2012. So we have one of those, which is really cool. Uh, original owner and everything that got donated to the museum actually, and we're very happy about that. Thank wow. you, Ian Marsh. Um, we have a 2019 Saunders EV prototype. It's this uh, electric bike company that yeah. decided to try to you know try their hand at um, raising some money for a EV uh, car, you know car. And it's cool because it's got three wheels, so it's right. technically a motorcycle. Right. But it, it's like the space age look to it. Uh-huh. Um, kind of looks like something a stormtrooper would be in. <laughs> and then uh, we got these two Spira vehicles. This, this is this company. Spiro. Yeah, uh, Spira. Or Spira. So it's a San Diego company. They were Made were, out of styrofoam. Yep, exactly. Those and things are insane. <laughs> his mindset is, if you ever got in a wreck, wouldn't you rather be in styrofoam than a steel container? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, for him, it's as long as you're not going too fast, you bounce off of what you're what you're hitting because most cars crush he got hit one of his customers got hit in the right rear at 70 mile an hour and all he had to replace was the fender yeah it's and it's cheap insanely cheap to repair like these these spear cars are really cool so i've he, known him for over 20 years oh that is awesome he's he an talked interesting character, me yeah. he talked me into driving one from alpine <laughs> to the three-wheel one how was that? I need to know. We'll talk off air. Let's get back to your list. My hair still won't lay down. So, yeah, so we have we have their three wheeler that you ro- you drove in. Right. It's uh, they're kind of converting it into solar power to make it a uh, a small parcel right. uh, delivery Would vehicle. You, perfect. Um, yeah, exactly. Because and then they have uh, this uh, solar powered uh, box truck that they've just made as well for USPS. So they're trying to get that um, kind of going as well, and it's really cool because it. <laughs> It can run for like a year without having to um, no charge kidding. once. It's the sun completely, sure. so it never even has to stop. So that's going to be really cool getting those in there. But my favorite thing we're getting down is the uh, little giant. You ever heard of the little giant? It's the it's the EV speed record holder right now at the Bonneville Salt Flats. Oh. It went uh, 357 miles an hour, and it, the official record is 353 because you know how right. they do two runs. Right, right, right. Yeah, right, so right. that thing is insane. It was built in 1957. Um, as a obviously a combustion yeah. engine, um, self flats racer, right? It. And they converted it. Uh, this dude uh, Eddie um, with Revolt System, him and Rick Vesco, they kind of the teamed up. Family. Yes, yeah, they yeah. teamed up to uh, convert this into EV. And what he did is they took two Tesla motors and uh, they like you know connected Bolted them to each other. Together. Two Tesla, yeah, two Tesla motors are inside of there, and they got this. Um, this like charger pack from a uh, this like hybrid car. Um, I can't remember which one it is, but it's kind of like a little dark secret in EV hot rodding, like yeah. a speed record uh, uh, scene because it, it has like an in, insane amount of power. So they were able to get this thing to go 353 miles an hour after converting that. it, and so and, and it can go faster because the only reason it didn't go faster is um it, it's uh the wiring like kind of shot out because of the, o- the overheating. Well, so yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. working and on it and they're gonna it's gonna go faster. It's gonna, I, it, I yeah. know it. So that's gonna be awesome. Okay, so you got another swap meet coming up. Yeah, we do uh, next weekend. You should have brought me pictures <laughs> so I can see. Well, it's uh, no, I can't come. I can't come. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I yeah, cannot no, come. I, I'll just give you a donation. What do you think? Because I can't. If you want to see it, you're gonna buy it. Right? I know it's a disease. <laughs> I gotta. I got an oil can with a spout that goes up about eight inches yeah. and over. And then what else did I just buy? I bought an old uh, vintage uh, Quaker State can. <laughs> and what else did I get? 
Yeah, see, I, I can't do yeah, that. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, I, w- I was raised in a house full of um, antiques. So Were you that's, really? Yeah, that's probably one of the reasons well, I love it so much. That's why yeah. there's a but, disease. Um, yeah, my mom basically uh, had me raised in a museum, so cool. <laughs> all these uh, old antiques are just... Right. Know, there's no, what there's something what else you got on your list? Because we're getting close to the end. <laughs> I don't want you to get yelled at. I know, right? That's true. Yeah, she's trying to save me, right? right. So we still... Um, our next upcoming exhibit... Um, the Innovative Electrics, it's, like I said, go until August, and then we'll, we're going to have a military exhibit in May as well. Uh, that's going to ha- include um, hopefully a Humvee, but definitely we have a 42 Willys Jeep that just got donated. Really awesome. It's col- it's uh, painted in naval colors. It's got the shovel and the axe on it, oh, and it's yeah. got you know blackout headlights, and it's got you know the whole nine yards. It's yeah. pretty cool. I used to and drive those. We have a 60s Jeep, too. You know, the man who donated it, Rob Bloody, really great guy. Um, he took me for a ride in it when I went to go pick it up from the storage facility. He no had it. I pull up in in, uh, in my car, you know, this little dinger. Like, get dingy, out of uh, my Tesla. Yeah, I get and out. now I got to drive a Jeep. <laughs> I get out and he and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. He goes, hop in. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. I never you, in my life got to ride in something like that. It was awesome. In the army and the military, flying across the countryside with your rifle and your bounce. That's what I felt like. I felt like I was in a movie. It was. I know. Yeah. I know. And and you know the technology is like. A B C, you're, <laughs> you're down the road. So <laughs> that's three, three that, speed manual. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Goes uh, what is it? it goes like thirty miles an I was hour. I to say thirty, thirty five. Like Sixty tops. horsepower. A little yeah. Go devil engine. Yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna yeah, you, you'll scare yourself. Yes, we got that and a '60s Willys Jeep. We're gonna display next to each other, so it's like Vietnam era, World War II era oh, uh, cool. Jeep. So we're gonna have, and we're gonna get some memorabilia in there as well. Um, you know, it should be really cool. And the best part about it is that Rob Bloody's Jeep, he had military veterans sign underneath the hood oh. so he's got you know his signature he was in the military he was on the uss coronado he's right. got his uh, father's signature his father-in-law's signature sure. and then a bunch of he's got the um admiral uh that was the commander of the uss coronado at the time when he was on it he got Sweet. his signature on it and it's, it's like probably like 50 signatures from military veterans so what oh, we're gonna cool. do is we're gonna um get another hood 42 willie's hood and we're gonna hang it up and display it uh in the exhibit so when veterans come in they can sign this hood as well to kind of keep the whole process going sure, sure, and i think sure. it'll be something that you know we want to show our appreciation how we can um i think it'll be really awesome and people right. will be immortalized um you know their name will be immortalized oh, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. museum you know because that's where it's gonna hang yeah exactly it's gonna be right in the display and it's gonna be a permanent exhibit i believe so wow. it should be it should be pretty awesome and you know you work with the lowrider people, so that's yeah. another exhibit we still have going. Oh, is, the, is our excellent. lowrider area that's constantly changing? Constantly. Um, we've had some. I, I'll tell you, it just keeps on getting better and better with those cars. Because and I want you to just next time just look at that car. Oh my god! <laughs> that's if you're ta- now we're talking about automotive art, right? That's oh automotive god. art. Yeah, and just to think, some of that stuff's done in the guy's garage. Yeah, I mean, all these people, they, most of them, they all did it. Like, okay, before we go off air, I have a great uh, fundraiser. Oh, yeah. Okay. And Lenny will jump all over this. Okay. So what you do is you go down to a local wrecking yard, and you tell them to crush a car to a cube, you know, like they do mm-hmm. when they recycle yeah. it. Let me borrow the cube you delivered at the auto museum, and you put it on display, and it says, guess, year, make, and model for a free one-year subscription <laughs> to the museum. Yeah, that's really cool. Think about it. It's the wildest. A buddy of mine, Mark Maynard, used to be the Union Tribune editor. He does it. He used to do it at the auto show every year. Oh, really? Thousands of people came. And but then pretty soon he got businesses to donate stuff, uh-huh. and it was a full-blown. And then when you're done with your event, 
or if you don't want to sit it in the museum, I just keep it there. <laughs> and then they would the wrecking yard would come and take it yeah, away. Yeah, come take it back. That's that's a really good idea. You know, that's, yeah, that's well, pretty, you, you can I'm, write you can hey, write that one down. Lenny? Well, because it's all him. about supporting the museum. Yeah, whether you're donating a car, memorabilia. Or going down and helping out, being a docent, you'll be so blown away how much fun you'll have at the museum. Yeah, our docents are great. We always need new volunteers yeah. as well. So, all right, well, they're making us go. So, buddy, it's always great having you. Of course, it was great being on. We'll have your sidekick in next time. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah. All right, buddy. We're going to cure to talk going. <laughs> exactly. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to come back because a whole lot more right here on FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 